based on us, and then we have to get rid of that stuff ourselves and put that stuff on and often put on the new things of what God has called us to be and say and everything else. Amen? So hopefully that helped you to understand sanctification. The simple uh, understanding of it is, is that I am setting myself apart to God. That's what sanctification is. And uh, he sets us apart through his blood, but then I have a part. I have a job. I have a work that I have to do, which is uh, drawing closer to him every day. I like what Joe said at the offering. He said that when we give, we draw closer to God. When we obey, we draw closer to God. When we pray, we draw closer to God. When we do, uh, when we read the word, we draw closer to God. Everything that we do draws us closer to the Lord. Amen? And so um, I've got several areas that I want to talk about this month. And I, I believe, like I said, that this is a gift to us from God uh, to understand sanctification and setting ourselves apart unto him. So um, when I say that, I'm saying, Lord, I... I Set apart my life to you, and, and in that, there are things we need to set apart. And um, what we're going to talk about tonight, I'll tell you in a second, one is our eyes. We sanctify our eyes, what we see, what we look at. Okay, that's an area of our life that we have to sanctify. Another area of our life we have to sanctify is our ears. We have to sanctify, meaning set apart our ears to hear uh, what, what glorifies God. How many are understanding what I'm saying? It doesn't mean you can control uh, every moment what goes into your ear. Every, you, can, you can hear something you don't want to hear and you got to kind of uh, you know, get out of that conversation or whatever. But we can control what we listen to, so to speak. Um, we can control what we see. And then another part of that is uh, another thing that needs to be sanctified in our lives. As Jeff testified tonight, we need to sanctify our wallets. We need to sanctify our, 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 our finances, meaning they need to be set apart to God. So when I'm setting apart those things to God, then I'm saying, God, this is yours, not mine. You've given this to me, and now what I have is yours. The eyes you gave me, I'm going to use them to look at right things. The ears you gave me, I'm going to use them to listen to things that glorify you. The, the money that you've given me, I'm going to use it to glorify you within your kingdom. How many are following me? Everything that we have, my body, I need to use my body to glorify the Lord. And what I want to talk about tonight is taming or sanctifying your tongue. Taming or sanctifying your tongue. Now, as we get into this in James 3, we're going to read this in a second. Um, how many would, would lift your hand and admit that you've ever had a problem with cussing? Let me see your hand. You've ever had a problem with cussing, uh, foul mouth? Um, there's that old saying, that would make a preacher cuss. Amen. That would get you so mad and make a preacher cuss. Well, there was this preacher, pastor, drive, uh, riding his bike through his neighborhood, and um, he saw a young boy had, who had a, a lawnmower. And, and he needed a lawnmower. And so he stopped to the boy that had the lawnmower in front of his yard and he said, I, I, I really need that lawnmower, and I've got a really good bike. Would you be willing to trade uh, your lawnmower for my bike? And the kid says, yeah, no problem. And so they made the trade, and the kid rides off on the bike, and the man pushes his lawnmower home, the pastor. And um, then a few days later, they run into each other again, and the pastor says, hey, boy, I think you stiffed me. I think I got a raw end of the deal with this lawnmower. Um, I gave you a good riding bicycle, and you gave me a lawnmower that doesn't work. I pull on that thing and pull on that thing and pull on that thing. I can't ever get it to work. 
And the boy says, well, you have to kick it and cuss at it to get it to work. And, and, and the pastor says, I can't do that. I stopped cussing a long time ago, and I haven't cussed for years. And the boy says, well, if you pull on it long enough, it'll come back to you. Right? How many know if you've done it before, it can come back? Maybe you've stopped cussing. And then, by the way, that was a pretty better joke than your laugh, just so you know. Um, maybe, maybe you were expecting something deep. It was, it was just a joke, okay? And so um, there, there's the delayed laugh. Thank you. But the idea is that things can make us cuss. Things can make us go back to the old person that we were before. And that's what this sanctification is about, talking about how to, how to tame or sanctify my tongue. Now, not just cursing as well, as obviously everything that comes out of our mouth. So let's look at James chapter 3. Give me an amen if you're there. And this is going to really bless us tonight, amen. This is a Christmas gift. You're, you're going to thank me later for these messages because they're going to draw you closer to the Lord. Verse 1, brethren. Let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, also able to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put, in bits, bit, put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships. Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned, this is so interesting, they are turned by a very small rudder whenever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how, a, how great a forest a little fire kindles. Now watch this. Look what the Word of God says that our tongue is. Our tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire by hell. You're going, how in the world is this a Christmas gift to me? This is pretty strong. For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But watch the statement he makes. No man, not meaning it can't be done, but he's making a bold statement. No man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Now watch this. With it, this is very interesting. With it, we bless our God and Father... And with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude or the likeness of God. Now watch this, verse 10. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Now stop there just for a second and I'm going to finish this next verse in just a moment. Uh, I chose this tonight I, it didn't, there's really no order of what I talked about, eyes and ears and mouth and all these things. But I had a friend of mine give me a call this week, and um, he, he's in the process, I believe, of becoming a believer. He's actually a closer friend to Brian. Um, but he called me, and, and um, he said, you know what, I believe, and, and, and I just need to talk to you. I, 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 I really believe in God, but I'm having a hard time um, 
getting over my anger and getting my tongue uh, in, in under control. And it's interesting that he's even asking that or saying that, and there has to be something that God is doing in him to even realize he needs to change his tongue. And so he says, you know, how, how, how do I do this? Like for, he used basketball as an example. He's, he plays and coaches, and he says, how can I get mad and angry at my players and, and, you know, show them that I'm serious if I don't cuss, if I don't put some emphasis on it, right? That's kind of like a lot, of, a lot of us like to put emphasis on things with the words that we say. And so he asked me, and he was being really sincere, and I began to just tell him, okay, th- this is a problem that is not just yours. It's a problem of mankind. I had that problem. Everybody has that problem. Not just cussing, but controlling our mouth, period. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand if you've ever said anything you wish you could pull back. Or if you've ever said anything about somebody. Or if you've ever said anything mean about somebody. And on and so forth. Amen. I'm not going to ask that because we all have. And James is actually saying this is a difficult area in life. He says the tongue, as, low, as small as it is, it's a powerful, powerful tool. And it can be used for good or it can be used for evil. And so I chose this because uh, I you know, began to tell him some verses that I have learned. And, and I, I'm going to get to them all tonight, I hope. And it, it will help you really think and realize that how powerful my words are. And right before I finish reading this, I want to say this. This is an interesting thought. How many know in the book of Genesis, God said in the beginning, he created the entire world by his word. So the Bible says he spoke and he said, let there be light and there was light. And so just by words, the world was made. Okay, the world was made by words. Now watch this. In Genesis 6, he speaks again and says, I am, I am so mad that I made man. I wish that I would not have made man. God said that. And he, and he destroyed the earth. He said, I will destroy every living creature on this earth. He spoke that out of his mouth. So in the first six chapters of Genesis, if you don't think words are powerful, God spoke the world into existence and destroyed the world with his words. In six chapters. With his words. So here's the thing. If you don't get anything else out of this message... You can do two things with your words. You can build up or you can destroy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. You can build up or you can destroy. We're doing one of two things with our mouth every single day of our lives. We're building up or we're destroying. Now that can, sometimes the destroying can be good if it's towards the enemy. Believe it or not. You can speak to that enemy and tell that enemy he's under your feet. Tell that enemy he has no place in your life. Tell that, you can t- so there can be some destructive things come out of your mouth that are good towards the enemy. But the only good that should come out of your mouth that's destructive is towards the enemy. Not towards a believer. Not towards another person. Amen. Somebody with me so far. Okay, so that's an interesting thought. Hopefully, maybe tomorrow afternoon you'll be thinking about that and you'll go, wow, that was, that was pretty powerful. God spoke the world in existence and destroyed the world with his words. So that means I've got some powerful words too. So let's go back to verse 9. With it, he says, we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of men. Out of the same mouth proceeds blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things should not be so. Now watch this. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening. I mean, no, that's impossible. 
Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh. Father, for just a few minutes tonight, God, anoint your word. Lord, help us to just focus on you tonight. I know that there, the enemy does not even want us to address this subject. The enemy doesn't like us to have a tongue that's tamed, a tongue that's sanctified, a tongue that's set apart, words that edify and lift up and build up. But God, we know tonight the enemy's defeated. And this is going to be something that's going to grow us as believers, grow us as, as, as children of God. So just anoint your word tonight and open up our hearts and let your word speak to those hearts and not to our flesh. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to write this down tonight because this is powerful and this is going to be for the rest of this series. Not just with your words, but with your ears, with your eyes, with your body, with your giving, with your wallet, with your everything. Watch your thoughts. Write this down. Watch your thoughts. Because your thoughts become your words. Okay? Watch your thoughts because your thoughts become your words. Watch your words. Trying to go slow enough for you to write it down. Watch your words because your words become actions. Watch your actions. Because your actions become habits. This is where it gets good. Watch your habits because they become your character. Watch your character because it becomes your destiny. Okay, I'm going to repeat that just in case anybody missed it. You watch your thoughts because your thoughts become your words. Watch your words because your words become your actions. Watch your actions because they become habits. Watch your habits because they become your character. And watch your character because they become your destiny. That's powerful. That's a powerful thought tonight. Amen. Now, as I'm going forth, say this with me. God is not condemning me right now. I'm going to give you another chance. Say this with me. God is not condemning me right now. He's convicting me by his word. We just spent the last two Sunday nights talking about the difference between condemnation and conviction. God is not up there just slapping us around and beating us up and and hating on us. He's he's convicting us and calling us to be greater and to be more like him. To be more like him. Amen. So let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. I'm going to give you just a few verses and kind of run through these tonight. And uh, let the Holy Spirit um, just speak to us, all of us. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to see a couple verses here. um, about These are things that I learned myself. And um, I also try to uh, teach others when it comes to, I, I guess in a certain way, you could say that I'm talking quite a bit about um, taming the words that we speak or cussing or cursing or, 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 or coarse jesting or things like that. But it, again, this is, this is gossip. This is uh, talking slander. This is, um, again, destroying people with our words. This, this is anything that comes out of our mouth. And hopefully just pulling back again, reminding you that I can build up with my words. I can tear down with my words. Just think about that in your marriage. Just think about that with your kids. 
Just think about that here in church. Think about that at your job. Just think about that everywhere you go. When I speak, I have the opportunity right now with somebody to lift them up or to tear them down. It's the two things that my words do. I can lift them up or I can tear them down. And, and not just that person individually, but, but my life it ha- has to do with the things that come out of my mouth. And the reason is, and I'm actually not going to touch that verse tonight, is because Jesus said, out of the abundance of your heart, what happens? The mouth speaks. So we can know somebody by, by the words that they speak. Amen? And this is a battle. This is something, I want, I want you to understand this tonight. This is, didn't he say in James, this is difficult for everybody? So this is one area where we should not kick ourselves and get mad at ourselves and say, man, I'm never going to be able to handle this. Because just like anything else, I can tell you tonight, you can get control of your words. Amen. I believe there's people in here tonight that have learned that and, and can say amen with that and say, I have learned to change my vocabulary. And, and you know what? It goes beyond just even cussing. It, it, it goes to that place where we say things that we're just raising a culture to say. Right? I mean, I mean just, going, just going back, I'm just going to be real with you tonight. Just going back to elementary, how many times growing up did we use the word retard? Retarded. Right? I mean, there's just, just this one to throw out. So many things that we heard in school and that were so painful and then you, and maybe if you have a family member or somebody you know that is actually retarded, then all of a sudden it, it, it changes everything, right? It's a, it's a game changer that you realize that that word actually means something. And I'm just giving the example of how, how we are just raised in a society to say things. And this is important. Speaking of society, right before we get to Ephesians, it's important to understand that if you begin to think about foul language or, or uh, bad things to say, and I'm going to read this in just a second, and it will give you an understanding. Because a lot of people say that the Bible doesn't really talk about that. And, and what they, when they say that, what they're trying to say is the Bible doesn't say this word's a bad word and that word's a bad word and this is a word you shouldn't use and that's a word you shouldn't say, just like you don't see in the Bible that you shouldn't smoke crack. Or shoot up heroin. There's a lot of things the Bible doesn't say specifically. But we have enough common sense today to know that that's not good. A society tells us that. So I'm giving you an example tonight that when it comes to our words, a lot of times we kind of like to, you know, well, this isn't as bad as that. Or if I, if, you know, what makes, a, I was actually talking to this friend, and, and he was like, well, what makes a, a cuss word a cuss word? You know, those words weren't even used a couple hundred years ago or whatever. And that's the thing. It's not just the specific words. It's, it's what's behind those things. And, and what the meaning becomes. And listen, to me, if this wicked society we lives in, live in looks at something bad, it's bad. Like if this wicked society says something is, is not right, I'm, I'm going to go that that probably isn't because our society doesn't have a whole lot of morals. Okay? But what I'm trying to say is we need to learn that, for example, um, in Costa Rica, there are Spanish words that I can say in Mexico that for me in Costa Rica, growing, uh, living there for 10 years and learning Spanish in that country, I can, and I, trust me, I've done it. I can say a word, I've done it preaching. That's embarrassing. 
I've used a word in, Costa, in Mexico City preaching at a conference where I said a word or I've said it to, to a group of teenagers or whatever that is an absolutely okay word to speak in Costa Rica. It's not a cuss word, but in Mexico it is a cuss word. Yes. Oh, yes. Matter of fact, uh, you get to where you can't hardly say anything that's, not, that's slang at all. Amen, Destiny. You just have to, because it's, and that would go vice versa. There would be words in Mexico that they would say that would be offensive in Costa Rica. And every country you go to and every language, it would be the same where there's that. So the idea behind it is, is once I find out something is offensive to somebody, I shouldn't say it again. And as hard as that is, like I'm flowing in my Spanish, and all of a sudden I'm going to use that word, and I'm like, whoop, I'm not going to say that. And, and, and if it slips out, it's not even a cuss word for me, but it slips out onto the pastor's son's ears, and it defiles him. I feel bad. And I'm like, sorry, I, I, I just said it again. I'm so sorry. How many are following me? It's, it's what is behind what we're saying. And I want you to understand that. So Ephesians chapter 4, let's look at this. Just a few areas in the Bible where God gives some real instruction on how, how we should speak. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Amen, amen, if you're there. Actually, back up a verse because this is important. Um, it says, let him who, steals, who, st- who stole steal no longer. I like that beginning of that verse because... Isn't that what we're talking about tonight with sanctification? We're like, we're, we're saying, this is who I used to be. I'm not going to be that person anymore. God is changing me, right? God is changing me. And so I don't steal anymore. I don't, and, and, and we can go into that and make, make, make a bigger deal about it. It's a whole other message. We can say I don't steal, but we still steal, right? We still, oh, I don't lie. We still lie in, in less ways sometimes. But what I'm trying to say is he's saying, let him who still no, still stole still no longer, but let him labor, working with his hands that is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. He's saying if you used to be a thief, don't be a thief anymore. Work for your, for your money and help people with it is what he's trying to say. Now watch this. What does the Bible say about cursing or talking bad? Or, or, he says, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. And that's exactly what I just went over. What is corrupt? What is corrupt, first and foremost, is what society says is corrupt. If society says it's corrupt, it's probably corrupt because they don't have morals. Yet somehow, some way, we learn in school, don't we? That's a four-letter word. That's a word you shouldn't say. Who made that bad? Well, if it's bad for society and they tell you not to say it in school, it's probably bad and it's offensive. And as a believer, I shouldn't be saying that. If the world looks down on it, as a believer, I should not have that mouth. I should not have that vocabulary. Amen. So he says, uh, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification. That's what I was saying a second ago. Our words need to build up. That it may impart grace to the hearers. And, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Now watch this, verse 31. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor, and look at this, evil speaking, be put away from you with all malice, but be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So, Where's the exact word? Well, that's where the Holy Spirit will convict me and tell me that's something I shouldn't say. 
That's something I shouldn't be coming out of my mouth as a believer. And again, not just a cuss word, but something that I might say to somebody that destroys them. Something that I might say to somebody that tears them down and doesn't lift them up and edify them and grow them and cause them. You know, we should try our best to speak words that would cause someone around us to want the Jesus that we have inside of our lives. Right? It's like it's hard enough as it is to get people saved if, if I'm talking like the world, acting like the world, looking like the world, thinking like the world, speaking like the world. That's kind of the same as talking, but you get what I'm saying. Doing what the world does. I mean, today we're in, a, we're in a very diluted worldwide standard of what a believer is because, because of, of, the, of the, you know, greasy grace and all that stuff. We, we need to set ourselves apart a little bit more and try. Just try, amen? And, and, and what I learned myself in this, and, and if you've played sports, if you've been around a, a, a construction site, I mean, there's, there's just a lot of areas where uh, it, it's, it's just you hear school, you hear it and you hear it and you hear it and it gets ingrained in you. And this is kind of like, this is important, this is kind of like almost like sex education. You've got to talk to your kids about what sex is before the school does. You better talk to your kids about what cuss words are before the school does. Because they're going to come home and they're going to say something that they heard and they're not going to think anything of it. And they're just, that's just what they heard. And they're gonna, so you got to have those conversations, and the Holy Spirit has to lead. Amen? Let's go down just a few verses in chapter 5 of Ephesians. And look at verse, verse 1, what it says. Therefore be imitators of God as dear children. And walk in love as Christ also loved us and has given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Watch this. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be named among you as is fitting for the saints. Now, watch this. Watch verse 4. Neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. And so as I'm showing you tonight in the scriptures, there's a lot of verses in the Bible that talk about our speech and talk about how we talk. And, and, and I, 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 we, we have to learn, I, you know, I, I was guilty of that growing up where I, I was in school and I heard th- things and I said things. And then, and then you get to where you begin to change your way you, watch this, you begin to wait, change the way you talk depending on who you're around. And so you might say, well, you know, I mean, think about it. If you just blurted out a cuss word here in church tonight, it would be very weird. I mean, that would be pretty bad, right? But, but, would, but maybe you wouldn't say a cuss word here or, or something bad about somebody. But get outside of these walls, and all they are is walls. All they are is walls. And all of a sudden, we begin to talk different. What, what is that wall? How does that wall make it, make it okay or not okay to say or do something? Can you say amen? amen. Right? Like I get out there and all of a sudden it's, it's okay. I'm, only the air hears me, which we're going to get to that in just a second. Because only the air doesn't hear you. Amen. But we, we say these things. As I remember growing up being at my mammal's house one time and I, and I said something. I, sh- I don't even know what word it was. But has anybody ever tasted ivory soap? It's nasty. I don't recommend it. Thank God for a God-fearing mother, 
a grandmother who taught me about cussing. She, I said, a, again, don't remember what the cuss word was, but she said, boy, you better go to the bathroom right now. And I'm thinking, I don't have to go to the bathroom. She says, you better go to the bathroom right now. And so I thought I was going to get a spanking. I didn't get a spanking. My mamma took me in the bathroom, grabs a bar of ivory soap, pulled my tongue out, and washed my tongue with ivory soap. And she said, you don't eat with that mouth, do you? I mean, she scolded me good, right? I'm going to be honest with you. I never cussed around my mammal again. Now, I didn't say I never cussed again. I just never cussed around my mammal again. I promise you that. Never slipped out again. It was nasty. I, could, I mean, it took days to get that taste out of my mouth because she, she put it in there good. But the idea behind that is, is in my immaturity and really not even as a believer yet, I thought that I could get a, that, that what I was saying was only bad to my mammal's ears. And it was okay to say it somewhere else. But it wasn't. Amen. Let's go to Colossians. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Amen. This is like teeth pulling. feel like some of you are at the dentist right now. Colossians chapter 3. Pull it out already. Colossians chapter 3. How many, how many like good, solid, straightforward teaching from the Word of God? Amen. That's going to make you a better believer. As we get here and look at this, I, wanna, I, wanna, I want you to think tonight. About what your kids hear you say. That's so important. It, you literally have a lot of little kids. We've got older kids. And, and, and I don't know. I, I, I would have to ask them. I'm not going to ask them right now. I don't know if my daughters have ever heard a cuss word come out of my mouth. I don't know in the house. If, if I have, I, if I did, I hope not. I don't, want, I don't want them to ever learn that from me. And, and so then we go back to, a, well, what is it? You know, there's a lot of words. And then here's a, just a quick plug. If anybody likes movies and you're going to go to the movies, there's a great site called PluggedIn.com. Okay, PluggedIn.com. And you can, it's a Christian site, and you can go to that site and you can look at a movie, and it will break down the movie and tell you if you can read it before you go and you won't have to waste money. If, you, if you're afraid of being offended of something. And in there, it breaks down the cussing or the profanity. And it's not just the four-letter words. It's not just the ones that are common and known to man. There's some in there that are in, even in the Bible, uh, like the word that starts with a D, like the word that starts with an H, like the word that starts with an A. There's some words in there that are actually in the Bible, but to our culture they can be offensive. And so you even read there and it'll say it has this many of this word and this many of that word and this many of this word and this. I've seen movies that have 500 cuss words in them. I'm not going to see that one. Amen? But that's just a free plug, by the way. I've just given that to you so you can use that source. It's a powerful source. I like to use it a lot to see if I'm you know, going to go into something I'm going to have to walk out of. Save me the money and the time. Colossians chapter 3, verse 5. Therefore, here's what, here's what God's asking us to do. Put to death your members. Not your family members. Amen. Some of you are like, yes. Hallelujah. No, not your family members. Your members is your body. The members of your body which are on the earth. See, we got people that can take a scripture out of context and make a doctrine. Amen. I went to church and they told me I could, I could just put to death my members. Amen which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, you can even have bad passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry, 
Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons, read on with me, sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves, what? Once walked. When you lived in them. When you used to live in the flesh. When you used to live that. Now watch these next two verses. But now, say but now with me. You yourselves are to put off these things. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy. Look what the Bible says here. Filthy language out of your mouth. Don't lie to one another. Since you have, watch this, since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Again, this is not God condemning us. He's telling us, I I don't want you to be like you used to be. I want you to be like me. I want you to change. You can change. How many know God gives us that power to change? Hopefully these are some verses that you can use for yourself and you can use for some people who are... Fr- if someone comes to you and says, hey, what's the big deal about gossiping or, or, or cussing or talking bad? Just take them to these scriptures. But I want to show you my favorite. Have saved the best for last. I want you to go to Matthew chapter 12. And I can tell you that this was a revelation to me within the last five or ten years. I don't remember really when I got this, but when I read this, Man, it shook me, and it should, sh- it should shake you in a good way, but in a serious way. Matthew chapter 12. We're going to close here. We're going to end here. Don't turn me off, please. This is a good pep talk from the Holy Spirit. Amen? Not for me. I Just remember that I'm not, I didn't write this. I'm just trying to obey it just like you are. Amen? Watch what this says. Either make the tree good. And it's fruit good. Oh, sorry. That's a, good, that's a good point. There's a lot of verses in that chapter. 33. Chapter 12, verse 33. Actually, let's read 36 and 37, then go back to 33, because this is the verse I want you to understand. This is where I began to really tell people that I know in my life how careful you have to be, not just with cussing, but with your words, period. Watch what Jesus So a lot of people like to say, well, what did Jesus say about it? Like the rest of the words, not God's, right? But what I like like to really say, here's what Jesus said, because lots of people like to quote him. Jesus said in red letter, but I say to you that every idle word men speak, they will give an account of it in the day of judgment. Mexico would be whistling right there. Watch this. For by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. Man, that's some powerful words right there. That should make us stop and think before we speak. Now we're all guilty. Every single one of us are guilty in here. Every single one of us fail. James said, man, it's impossible to tame the tongue. But God would say, are you trying? Are you trying to tame it? Are you working on that? Right? What's sanctification? I'm working on becoming more like God. Right? Have you guys got that yet in this series yet about sanctification? 
I'm not working on it to be saved. I'm saved already. I'm sanctified in God and, and through, through the Holy Spirit. But what I'm trying to do every day is every day is become less like the world and more like Jesus in every area of my life. Now listen, some of you in here be like, man, I haven't cussed in 25 years. This, I'm not just talking about cussing. Have you lied? Do, do you lie? I mean, yeah, we say lies. I'm talking about, but do you habitually lie? Do you gossip? Do you slander? Do, do you speak evil things of people? Do, I mean, this is not just about cussing. This is about everything that comes out of our, our mouths. God says, how in the world can you come into a service and lift your voice and praise me with that mouth and then go out and curse me with that mouth? How can you come in and praise me and then curse my creation? Right? It's a sobering thought. One of the really, really big reasons why I believe God wants us to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Speak in tongues. We're we're a church that believes that that's a gift for everyone. And the reason is, is because we need to sanctify this tongue. When you speak in tongues and you have a prayer language and you can pray to God in that, man, he says, I wish that you'd all speak in tongues. He's probably saying, I wish you'd be speaking in tongues right now instead of speaking about somebody. I wish you'd be speaking in tongues right now instead of cussing. I wish you'd be speaking in tongues right now instead of slandering somebody. I wish, I mean, if you begin to get to where you are going to say something that you should not say, you just start speaking in tongues and you won't say it. Not just speaking. If you begin to do something you shouldn't do, start speaking in tongues. Hard to do it while you're speaking in tongues. And that'll come around when we talk about what we see and what we hear, what we do with our body. But how many are following me on this? And just to go back right there, um, you know, you can be stern. Let's go back to 33 real quick. Either make the tree good and it's fruit good or make the tree bad and it's fruit bad. Watch this. For a tree is known by its fruit. This should be a sobering question to us. Am I, how am I, what am I known for? What am I known for? And then don't get it twisted. You can be stern in the word of God and not cuss or sin because he called them brood of vipers. He said, you brood of vipers. I would love to know what that meant at that time. But it had to be pretty strong. Like to us, it doesn't mean a whole lot to us in this culture. But it was probably pretty strong. He was putting emphasis on it. He says, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance, I got ahead of myself on that, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. If I cuss or gossip or slander, am I evil? No, you're just still working on sanctifying yourself. You're just still working on sanctifying your tongue taming it James said hey this is a this is a real challenge I like that James was honest about it he said man this isn't an easy thing it's tough to tame the tongue but how many have learned that if God asks us to do something in the word he gives us the power to do it he's not going to ask us to do something we cannot do so some of these things are like man this is tough this is hard and you know what for again for some people here a lot of the things we talked about, cussing, gossip, slant, whatever, they might not be anything. That's not your problem at all. Don't worry, we'll get to your problem. 
We'll get to your problem this month. Because by the time this series is over, we're going to touch everybody's problem. There's something in your body. There's something in your eyes. There's something in your ears. There's something in your mouth. There's something in your wallet that is not sanctified. And it never will be totally sanctified until we get into glory. But what does God ask us to do? I like this. Our our, our school that I coach for, I like this saying. They said, let's get 1% better every day. That's a good saying. 1%, that's not seem like a lot. But if you get 1% better every day, think about that. That's 30% better in a month. 365% better in a year. So it's, it's just saying, I'm going to be better tomorrow than I am today. I'm not going to be fully, fully sanctified. Listen, say this with me. I'm fully saved. I'm just not fully sanctified. And as you say that, you know tonight what it is that really is your area. And, and we've all, and maybe, you, maybe you're batting a thousand. Maybe all the areas are struggles. If you're a new believer, you probably is. You're probably struggling in a lot of areas. But I can tell you this, self-control is a powerful thing. Amen. So watch your thoughts. They become your words. Watch your words. They become your actions. Watch your actions. They become your habits. Your habits become your character, and your character will form your destiny. Lord, tonight we love your word. We thank you for being able to read your word and not be condemning to us. It's a mirror. It's a mirror. The Bible says that this is a mirror. And, and the only time it's a bad thing is when we look at that mirror and walk away and forget what we look like. The worst thing that could happen, the only bad thing that could happen tonight is that we would read this and hear this and listen to this and be touched by your spirit and then walk out and say, nah, that's not for me. That's the only, that's the only way we can fail. That's the only way we can be in, in danger is we, if we don't want to change. I know nobody in this place wants to stay the same. Father, we are walking every day, building our faith, growing in our faith, growing in expectation of what you have for our lives, and and we're on a journey of sanctification. And and I'm, I'm, I'm taking some of those things off tonight that I've labeled myself with, that society's labeled me with, that my family's labeled me with, that my sins have labeled me with, and I'm putting them off, and I'm putting on Christ, putting on the mind of Christ. I'm taming my tongue tonight through the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, tonight, I thank you that I don't have to worry about this being a message that would condemn somebody because I'm just preaching your word, and it's convicting me. Lord, I want my words to be constructive. I want my words to be edifying. I want my words to build up. Father, help me tonight. I speak to myself. Help me remember the power of my words tonight. That, Lord, I would try my best in the best of my ability, which is what you ask, to speak words of life over people, to watch my tongue, to tame my tongue, to take control of it, and let the things that come out of my mouth be things that glorify your name. As your heads are bowed and eyes are closed all across this place, we never have a service without having the opportunity to say, Jesus, I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. 
Jesus, if I passed into eternity tonight, I don't know where I'd spend eternity. Oh, what a serious thought. If how many tonight would say, God, you're speaking to me. Holy Spirit, you're speaking to me. I am not born again. I don't know where I'd go if I passed into eternity tonight. Tonight, you can know. How many would say, would you please pray for me? Just put your hand up and put it right back down. I need salvation. God bless you. How many more? I need salvation. I need to change. I see your hand. God bless you. There's a moment we get to in our lives where we say, I recognize that my hands, like we did Sunday morning, are dirty. The only thing that's going to clean my hands is the blood of Jesus. Maybe you're here tonight and a year ago, five years ago, ten years ago, five months ago, you, you said a prayer. You believed. But tonight you are running the wrong direction. You're running away from the grace of God into, instead of to the grace of God. You're running back to the old man instead of away from the old man. Tonight you want to rededicate your walk. Tonight you want to say, Lord, I'm, I'm so sorry for, for being so lukewarm and I want to come back and get my life right. How many would say that's me? Just lift your hand and put it back down all over this place. You're talking to me. God's talking to me. Amen. Let's stand tonight. As you raised your hand, if you meant that, I was where you are 25 years ago, and I knew I needed to make a change in my life. And, and there's something powerful about a public confession of your faith and saying, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let this church know and everybody around me know I'm about to serve Jesus. And I'm gonna, it's just like when we get baptized. That water doesn't save you, but you're making a statement that I have been resurrected through the power of Jesus Christ. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to make a statement tonight. If you raised your hand and you meant that, just quickly, without hesitation, just step out of your seat and come down here real quick. We're going to pray with you tonight. All over this place, just step out. Don't wait for somebody else. Just come. Amen. We're going to pray with you right now. Come right here, buddy. How many more? You can stay looking at me. You don't have to look at them. I'm not, not, not trying to embarrass you. Amen. I'm going to wait just a few more seconds. Maybe you didn't raise your hand. I, I don't know where, you're, where your heart is. I just know this, there's a roof on this building, but there's no roof between you and God. He sees everything. He knows everything. It's not about fooling me or fooling your parents or fooling somebody else. It's about coming and saying, hey, I want to make sure if I die tonight, I go to heaven. Amen? So I'm going to wait just five more seconds. And, and if that's you, don't, don't miss out on this opportunity. You know, I, we just had a pastoral meeting on Monday night with all the pastors around the world. Pastor Jones did it. And I thank God, not to toot our horn, but I thank God we're still doing one of the things he talked about. He said, every service have an altar call and give salvation. Because you're speaking to the devil and telling him, this is a church that believes in salvation. Even when everybody, I could look around and say, oh, I think all these people are saved. When you hear me say that, please don't get tired of that. Because we're making a statement, and you know that if you ever bring somebody to this church that doesn't know the Lord, they're going to have an opportunity to know Jesus Amen. and make that choice. Amen? Let's all say this together. And when we get done with this, Chris, we can stop the recording. But I want this to be done online so that anybody listening online can say this with this young man. God's going to change your life tonight. He, he's already been touching you, and, and you've already been coming, but he's going to change your life tonight, amen? And he's going he's gonna to forgive you of everything you've ever done. Your life's gonna, right now, your life looks like this. These are all the bad things you've done, 
But tonight, when we say this prayer, it's going to look like this. And you're going to have no sins held against you. You're going to be totally forgiven of everything you've ever done. That's what the blood of Jesus does. Say this with me, Lord Jesus. Thank you so much for your grace and your mercy. Giving me what I don't deserve, which is salvation. Jesus, I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. I ask you tonight with sincerity in my heart to forgive me for all my sins. I admit that I'm a sinner and that I'll never be good enough to stand in your presence without your Son. Jesus, I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you lived a perfect life as a perfect example for me and you died a perfect death taking my place shedding your blood sacrificially for my salvation I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth you rose from the dead and defeated death so that I can have eternal life cleanse me tonight wash me clean from all my sins and Jesus write my name in the Lamb's book of life Amen Amen. Let's give the Lord praise tonight. Amen. Praise God. Amen. We're going to open up the altars as we begin to sing tonight. Just wherever the Lord spoke to you, whatever area. Might not have even been anything that had to do with the service tonight. But let's just find a place and spend a few minutes and just pray to God, talk to God, do some business with God tonight. Amen.